Alorn Talarin stood at the entrance to the Room of Orbs, sensing a change to the usual intensity of evil they put off. The entities before him hadn't changed since the day he died, except to multiply. They were why he was here, bound by the oath he'd uttered as life leaked from his body. They had to be destroyed, and he vowed to see that they were. The sooner the better, he said to them, though the monsters inside the orbs couldn't hear him. Now, he told himself, there was a chance, a slight one albeit, but a chance for success this time, whereas he'd failed a thousand years ago. He looked to the room again, trying not to dwell too much on the day that happened, the massive failure that then led to the near-total destruction of the world, all of them, and the death of everything and everyone he loved. But it'll be set to rights, he told himself. Soon. The room itself wasn't out of the ordinary. Inside, six orbs stood on white marble pedestals. They were arranged in a half-circle with enough space for a man to stand in their midst. To the non-telepathic eye, the orbs seemed only clear glass balls. To a telepath, they seemed only clear glass. Benign, except for the arcing bands of energy that roved through the room, seeking to connect one to the other, but always stopped just shy of success. It was hard to place what was wrong. The sensation eased, and after a moment, Alorn wondered if he'd imagined it. Being a ghost made accurate interpretation a struggle, and frequently impossible. After a thousand years of wandering the stone hallways, it was a wonder he could feel anything at all. He had a body he could feel leaning against the stone archway. He knew taste still, though the desire to eat or drink didn't exist except as a memory. Smells came through still. That was due to his host being a living, breathing man, and those aspects of his existence filtered through. Without great invol, a learned ability to remain in this world wouldn't exist. The salt air from the Wyeth Sea saturated everything. The smells took him back to days as a boy, when he set out in hardly more than a raft, using skill and raw nerve to ride the waves. Alorn missed the sea second only to missing his wife and children. Maybe a few others, too, he said, ahead of sailing the sea. Pollen, Grint, Falcon, I miss you, and I wonder what tortures you've endured because of me. Will you forgive me? Will the gods grant me the strength to see this through, and you saved? It wasn't the first time he'd asked that question, Alorn grunted under his breath, doubt filling his mind. It was his will that helped keep the horrors contained in each of the orbs from spilling out into the world. He knew that. It was his strength passed down through the generations, his abilities through the long years he'd waited that would mean the difference between ruin and life. Alorn turned from the orbs, rolling around the corner to look down the hall. The same strength and abilities also resided in two young men, the last of his line, sitting a few rooms away in the temple. He remembered the day of their arrival in the world like it was yesterday, too. Alorn hoped the power they held, combined with his own, would be enough. It has to be enough, he said. It's never enough, and never will be. Alorn whipped around, startled, and then afraid of the voice he recognized, a voice he hadn't heard since the day he died. A mirror image of himself sneered back at him. He almost looked normal, except for the eyes. 
the evil he'd embraced reflected in his black eyes. Aloran stepped back, wishing at the same time for the days he'd not been afraid of his own brother. Once a fool, Adiam said, standing at the threshold of the room. Aloran concentrated and felt the barrier still in place. He didn't know how Adiam was able to show himself outside the orb that contained him. There must have been a shift of balance, though Aloran didn't know how. Better a fool than an evil bastard. The things you do call us, Adiam said, tisking. Enjoying your half-existence, brother?